Hey guys, I'm Norman. And I'm Cassandra. If you enjoy this show, and we hope you do, consider checking out Second Breakfast, our weekend edition podcast exclusively for Patreon supporters. Where we discuss things mostly related to Lord of the Rings, including cast filmographies, the Silmarillion, and much more. For $5 a month, you'll get access to this and other Patreon-exclusive Dueling Genre content. Head over to DuelingGenre.com support to find out more, and thank you very much for listening. Dueling Genre Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring one stair-filled minute at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And joining us today, we have George Hendricks from The Mogwai Minute. Hello. Hi, guys. How you doing? Good. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, so today we'll be talking about Minute 144, which starts with um, a wide establishing shot of very tall stairs and ends with... Gimli landing on the other side of said stairs. Sort of. Sort Almost. Of. Like the last second. Oh. He's like, does he land? Does he does it? Does it happen? There's there's a lot that happens in this minute. There's like an alternate version of this the story where Gimli just falls in. Oh no. <laughs> yep. Like and the rest of the it gets really weird after that. Yep. I was like, did we really like him? Do oh. we miss him? Are they gonna mourn him? <laughs> we didn't really know him. He's just getting to know him. Yeah. That means they lose both like members of the fellowship that start with G. Yep. Mm-hmm. Moria. That's yeah. weird. Yeah, you know, as as you do. The as Balrog do. doesn't like G's. No. It ends with G, so it ends G's. Exactly. <laughs> ends G's exactly. <laughs> yeah. no, I, uh, I love this the, wide the tracking shot. Was... Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, the tracking oh, the shot. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. The, the first thing I noticed when I'm watching this is how that establishing shot with how steep the stairs are, uh, how not real the fellowship looks coming down those stairs before the close up shots. Mm. Well they're digital, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. They're like little motion capped digital guys. Because when it, it's from above in the last minute they're really tiny, so you can't really tell. Yeah. But And uh we'll get next week we'll get another really much better holding up mocap shot mm. than this one, and then some of this stuff. But uh, Legolas think... likes to show off and jump the gap immediately. Yeah. And then hair, then then Boromir just totally freezes up, like, oh no, wait, and it's like he's like this brave warrior. Why doesn't he just leap with him? I, I it always threw me a little bit. I was wondering if he might be be a little bit afraid of heights because he's like, oh wait, um, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, because he, he plays this whole that. sequence like afraid to fall. Yeah. Well, he just almost fell. It's true. Last minute. Like, Legolas saved him. Yeah. But he didn't. That's the important part. That was, like, like less than a minute ago. Yeah. <laughs> they all run out and Boromir's like, oh, crap. Not this again. Yeah. He hasn't had time to process, so he's, like, caught up on the edge of the stairs. He should just, like, just barrel through and go. But he he holds back, and Legolas is the one that shows up with his, like, flowy girl hair. Oh. 
his luscious blonde locks. I would be in Boromir's shoes, though. I would just take one look at that nonsense and be like, no, I'm I'll, not I'll, going. I'll stay right here. <laughs> yeah. I'll take my chances with the Balrog. Go on without me. I'm good. I'm good. I've got my horn. I'm cool. Right? It's been a pleasure knowing you. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll, I'll die here. It's fine. The story doesn't really change, just, right? Like, it really doesn't, because he's got, like, what? No spoilers, but not much longer left. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an hour. We're really bad about spoilers, so... <laughs> I, I just assume anyone who's listening to a podcast about the Lord of the Rings movies has watched them. Not only that, but anyone who's 143 or 144 minutes deep into a podcast about this right. either I'm knows what's going so. on or... <laughs> yeah, there's no... You're fine. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> I love this whole... This whole set is really kind of breathtaking mm. this miniature and the way that it's uh the way that it's lighted do they ever say was this a bit was this a bigature yeah this is like yeah one of those like three-story monstrosities that they had the mocap mo cam cameras running up and down and doing crazy aerial stuff in it uh this uh this miniature is actually not that large the stairs the miniature they're only a few inches wide okay well well, maybe that's why the, uh, the 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 guys look so fake on the stairs. It's because they didn't have the resolution back then to make them look nice. Yeah, I mean, this was like 16 years ago, so yeah, it's true. It still holds You're up, not, though. You, I mean, you mentioned earlier that you thought that the mocap was a little hanky, but I thought it looked really. I, I mean, it's still by it. I still get invested in like the height and the danger and everything. I mean, maybe it's just, it just looks hokey, like breaking it down one minute at a time when it's out of context, because mm. you, uh, you notice it much more. When what bugged me about it, it was like the, the, the staff, Gandalf's, the staff, the light from his staff. It, mm. it looks like they're being lit from above, like a prison bake movie. It's just the way it, it highlights them, which I guess is applicable given the fact they're running away from something, but <laughs> it's just, it's a little too narrow, a little too perfect. It, it, it. It sticks out to me as like, you know, nope, someone just had a spotlight on that little section and they just filled them in later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because earlier in, in Balin's tomb, they could get away with it because there was lighting from up above. But with the mm -hmm. staircase, I don't know if it works as well. All of their lighting should be coming from below in right. this scene. Or like um, behind them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because there's all the like open flame and lava below them. Yeah, that's true. So there should be Very a lot rosy of like, flickering glow. light. But nobody looks good, like, lit from that angle. Yeah. You look I mean, like, that's a, true. like a scary monster person. Like, yeah. You know, like sticking yeah. the flashlight right under your face when you're telling a spooky story. Mm, like, kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's not, a, that's not as attractive as people want it to be. It's really not. It would also make Gandalf's nose look even larger. <laughs> <laughs> Which is impressive. <laughs> I like the scene. The music in this scene sounds kind of like a vocal warm up for a Carmina Burana. They're like, let's get our diaphragms worked up and let's get going. Let's build it up. And it's like they're, it's like they're trying like, to go something and then they don't ever yeah. actually get there. I really like the music. I don't think we've had a chance to talk about the music this week yet, but um, like it's uh, it's all uh, it's all Maori guys, right? I believe so. Yeah. The the chorus the the male choir and they're all singing in um dwarven so oh nice it adds yeah so like the it, it adds legitimacy it feels yeah. feels like it's meant to be there and i really like the um 
like the quality of their their voices. Yeah. Like it's I don't know. I love the music. They blend it's, nicely. Yeah. It's got a good deep ancient tone to mm-hmm. it. It sounds like the mountain is like providing Rumbling. the music. Yeah. 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 Oh, the dwarves are very advanced in their technology. Maybe they're just piping it in. <laughs> it's just some dwarves with drums chanting There's in another a chamber. Party happening it's plugged into an dinner. ancient elven-made uh, um, iPod, and it's just been stuck on shuffle <laughs> for a thousand years. It's real. It's really awkward when it plays like the nice slow slow jam. Slow jam. The Balrog's walking around, and then a slow jam starts, and all the orcs just kind of look at him awkwardly. Why would that be oh. awkward? It's like just as the Balrog walks into a room. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, you're here. Oh, we didn't know you were coming. Ooh. <laughs> then it's like some Marvin Gaye starts playing. <laughs> Let's get it on. <laughs> and all the orcs are like, no. Nope. <laughs> Run away. <laughs> I'm not into fiery I... guys. It's okay. <laughs> I feel a little out of my element. What? What? <laughs> oh my god. So, so there's a little character thing in this minute I wanted to, to point out. Boromir grabbing Merry and Pippin? Yes. Yes. I had that in my notes too. Yeah. Because they, they've continued to reinforce like this relationship between Boromir and Merry and Pippin mm-hmm. as the movie goes by. So that the payoff at the end like feels legitimate. Right. I and think that reinforces my... I think that reinforces my theory that he's afraid of heights because he loves the Hobbit so much because they're so much closer to the ground. He's jealous. <laughs> he's trying to be one with the Hobbits. Just like keep. Tell me what it's like them, to be like you. Him. Exactly. Yeah. Make him an honorary Hobbit, live in a Hobbit hole. Boromir will never be happier than living underground. Like you can't get any closer to the ground than that. That's I think so... he just likes picking up the Hobbits because we always see him clutching one of them. Can you imagine, though, like, being raised in um, in Gondor in that really tall tower and being afraid of heights? No wonder he's so weird and neurotic. <laughs> His dad's certainly not afraid of heights. Right. Oh. <laughs> Only for a minute. <laughs> then he doesn't have an opinion about anything. At one point, he was like, this oh, is know. a good idea. This is not a good idea, but too late. Oh, no take backsies. I know. I actually, I've just become very aware of how many times we see Boromir, Boromir scoop up a hobbit into his arms like a child. He's a hobbit scooper. His paternal <laughs> instincts are coming out. It's like, oh, it's like Come a child. Here. Come here, you wee baby man. <laughs> <laughs> Let me clutch it to my bosom. It's true though. We see him like pick up a hobbit like six times in this movie. Yeah. That's weird though, because like Frodo is looks like the most childlike, but he just stays away from Frodo. But Merry and Pippin, he's like, but yeah. not at the end of uh, not next week. We're gonna see. Oh, true. That's true. We're gonna see some more some, Hobbit scooping. More Hobbit scooping next week. <laughs> there's some this week. There's more next week, and we'll stay see some tuned more again, for more Hobbit scooping on the Lord of the Rings minute. Right. That's right. <laughs> Every excuse, Boromir's just like, okay, one of you right here. Related to Hobbit scooping. Dwarf tossing. Dwarf tossing. <laughs> so save it, save it, save it. <laughs> we're, we're not there yet. <laughs> we're not. We're not there quite yet. Aww. Okay. But dwarf tossing. Keep that in your mind. I, 
<laughs> I first, like first. The, sorry, what? Oh, oh, I like the shot with the arrow. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's, it's uh, you can tell that everyone standing on the stairs are like stunt doubles now because everyone's hair looks really weird and no longer like <laughs> accurate. Like Boromir, Boromir goes from like this crazy like sexy Sean Bean must hair to like a mullet. Yeah. <laughs> from the side shot. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you can see um, when they're coming down the stairs, if you slow it down like frame by frame, you can see that. In the back, I think it's um, Pippin's uh, body double. You know, his actual small person double versus yeah. his yes. You know, yeah. Because I'm like, that's that's not that's not him. That's not Charlie from Lost. <laughs> oh, not Penny's bow. Oh yeah, you totally can with the creepy. <laughs> yeah, see, mask. it's not him. It's he's wearing a weird blonde wig, but that is not him. That's not Dominique Monaghan at all. And an emotionless static face. <laughs> <laughs> those creepy creepy masks that's so funny yeah this this uh this gap in the stairwell is the only part of the set that was like real for them to act on uh-huh. just in that little bit and it doesn't look that big i mean i granted they are grant jumping from a higher point to a lower point and it's unsteady ground but it it doesn't seem like it just be a bit of a hop whereas they look at it like they're you know just trying to jump the Grand Canyon on a motorbike. It's just, whoa, they stop and pull up hard. Yeah, that doesn't look like it would be, like, too bad of a jump, but, like, on stairs, if you misjudge that that forward leap at all, you just tumble. Oh, yeah, you're gone. But that would would just get them down to the bottom faster. No, because there's a turn on those stairs. (laughs) (laughs) You think the dwarves built them that way? (laughs) Yeah, there's no wall to hit. Actually, um... Part of the reason that this whole lead up to the Bridge of Khazadum is built the, the way it is from like an in-world perspective is to defend against any possible attack mm-hmm. from this side of the yep. road. And to get no straight so run up. Because everyone crossing the bridge has to cross in single file and right. these stairs mm-hmm. are all exposed with archer positions all around. That makes sense. So this is a defensive measure. That must be it's a pretty- nightmare, though, when you're, like, trying to bring groceries inside or something. <laughs> Especially if you're, like, a guy you want to get them all in one shot. You want to get them all in one shot, so you have to lift them and, like, walk up, like, 75,000 stairs and cut bats and archery positions and, like, I just want to get the milk in. Right. And then, you know, it takes so long to get it in. Yeah. Get it to the fridge. <laughs> just, you got to walk past lava with milk. That's right. no good. Or oh, ice cream. Yeah. Got to curl on you so hard. You just have lunch on the. You gotta get a magical elven cooler to to carry it in. in. Is it lunch? And forget ever ordering anything and having it delivered. Oh right! Just... You better tip that pizza boy really well. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna fight a Balrog for you to get your meal. You're like, thanks, three dollars, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll be coming you back here real soon. Out. Right. <laughs> have fun sure storming the castle. <laughs> Uh, I'm just imagining like some grumpy elven pizza delivery boy. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like I'll be a delivery boy forever. Is that why the elves hate the dwarves so? Yeah, much? because yeah, the, the whole Papa John's thing. <laughs> dwarves Papa ate a lot Elrond. of pizza. Papa <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! Plus, the dwarves always ordered anchovies, and they just smell gross. Oh god. <laughs> 
It's like anchovers, an- anchovers, anchovers, <laughs> love it, banana peppers, and an extra garlic. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds heinous. Yes, it does. Oh my goodness, can we talk about dwarf dossing now? <laughs> well, we, we have to talk about, about winter jumping. First, winter <laughs> jumping, <laughs> then dwarf dossing. Like- because Legolas like turns up to look at Gandalf and he's just come on, yeah, come on, boy, come on, old man. <laughs> and he jumps and he is very spry for a 2019 year old, right? He he nails that landing. Yeah, I think it would. I think the the most daunting part about jumping across that space as it is now is the fact that there's no handrails and there's nothing to stop you if you keep tumbling. Yeah. I think the fact so that there's an elf standing in your way is problematic. <laughs> He's there to catch you. He's there to be helpful. Okay. <laughs> Darn elves. Always in but then you, you knock him over and then you're both just Oh, gone. no, yeah. You're toast. <laughs> like, how does he catch Boromir? How does he catch Boromir? And the, and the hobbits. <laughs> oh. So, so how does he stop them from tumbling past him? They must outweigh him by like twice. Well, I mean, now you have two two guys making the wall instead of just you know spry elf man. Yeah. Basket catch. Yep. Gandalf's pretty solid. Yeah, man. And he so obviously he's, he's a wizard, and he's yeah. got the staff, he just, and he's he the handrail. He's the strength spell. He's the handrail. <laughs> <laughs> Cast some bull strength. And I mean, like. Mary and Pippin weigh like eighty pounds combined. So, like, if if you buy into the right. D&D halfling <laughs> right. weight, which makes but no 40, sense. But, but still, sense. forty pounds at movement through the air is still going to catch you off guard if you're not looking. I would never want someone like I throw a forty pound weight at me and me like, oh, oh, hey, there it is. Even that's going to be hard to catch. That'd be, yeah, that'd be terrible. <laughs> It'd catch you right in the gut and just double you over. And there you go into the lava. You're done. <laughs> You're cooked. Dodgeball champion. Oh no. <laughs> oh is this this minute gets decidedly different if Legless just steps out of the way. It's like, it's like oops, my bad. Sorry. I'll get the next one. I'll get you I'll get you next time, I promise. Oh my god. Legolas turns into uh uh oh, what's her name? Um Sally, not Sally, Lucy from Charlie oh, Brown. <laughs> Every time they jump, she steps out of the way. Like, I'll get you next time, promise. <laughs> and then it's just Legolas, Aragorn, and Frodo at the end. Well, then they have to fight for the ring. Right. Because if Legolas is slowly, slowly killing everybody off one by one, he's like the bad guy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Secret exactly. theories. This is Evil Legolas time. Does Evil Legolas have like a mustache? Yeah, he's got a little like goatee. a flowing like wig. He's got that really thin, like just above the lip, John Waters mustache going oh, on. Oh no, that's the worst. And, and the little pointy goatee. <laughs> oh my lord. He looks like Wario. It's <laughs> <laughs> me. Oh my goodness. So, um, I like all the arrow stuff. I like, I like archery. Yeah. That one arrow shot with the camera following the arrow. Yeah. 
through which the is, goblin's which is, head. Yeah, it's really cool, except that there's like a cardinal film school rule that says you're not supposed to jump angles that hard without having some lead up to like kind of work your camera angle around so you don't disorient the audience. Mm-hmm. And it's because I remember I, I've shot a few student films and that was like, we well, shouldn't do that. We can't just jump. You know, I was like, well, just do this. Like, nope, you're an idiot. Don't do that. <laughs> so the fact that Peter Jackson's like, I don't care. Shoot an arrow. I'm going to jump the exact opposite of him. I don't, I don't care because I'm Peter Jackson. Right. I guess it only applies to archery fights. Because <laughs> <laughs> you got to see the arrow hit the guy and you can't really get the effect of what's going on without flipping around behind him. Which is a great like little moment of him like tipping over the edge and falling down, and we just kind of follow into the. It's like, oh, like if if you are Boromir and terrified of heights, this movie part is going to freak you out because it's all sorts of like levels and distances and force perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the way that they did that arrow shot is cool too. They just had like they had like a camera on a zip line with a bungee cord on the back of it to try <laughs> and make sure the camera didn't smack the stunt guy in the face. That's so. <laughs> Whatever works. How many takes do you think it like? Do you think the stunt guy got smacked in the face by the camera? No, I don't think so. Well, that's good. They, it it stays a pretty safe distance from the guy. And then the arrows CG, obviously. Yeah, and the arrows computer generated. Well, the stunt guy is wearing a mask, so even if it hits him in the face, it's got to have some padding, right? Right. I mean, it's just like a latex, like face mat, face mask, makeup kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like, I've been through this already. We tried this the other day. I want a metal plate in there right there over my forehead. Right. It's like, I was already doing some stunt work with Vigo and he hit me in the head pretty hard. So, <laughs> Still a little woozy from that. So let's make, a, let's, let's make this one clean, guys. Let's make it clean. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I've never really noticed, like, the editing on that shot, though, is not really jumpy. Like, because uh, you get the, you get the quick little shot of Legolas shooting the arrow and then you jump on to follow the arrow and then it hits the guy and then you pull back because you don't want to see him die right like you don't want to look into his eyes as he's dying well like and it's a a little thing too because you can see the arrow stuck in the wall as this guy falls away from it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's not covered in brain so nope yeah well it's a very clean shot there Legolas it's a, it's Crazy. an elvish arrow. They're formulated to not have brain stick to them. They got like they don't get on dirty. Them. Yeah, they yeah. non stick. It's like the cloaks. You know, they you know they stay clean. They cover you. That you know, they use elven magic. Elven magic in them. Everything so made by the elves is magical. Do you think that these sort of improvised, like, well, let's try this shot. Like, they knew what they were getting when they did it, and they were happy? Or were they all surprised when they looked at the dailies, like, holy crap, that worked? <laughs> um, well, the thing about Peter Jackson is that he's a madman. So he, he like, carefully will um, storyboard each shot out. Um, like years and years in advance so he's done this shot like he's been seeing this shot in his head at least like three times at this point because it's like sketched out storyboards and then with little um like little figurines and then with actual guys and then with the actors so he just i don't know i once he decides he wants something he just kind of goes for it finds a way to make it work yeah. unless it's the uh, unless it's the practical effect palantir which the effects guys just said no yeah <laughs> <laughs> like we're gonna cg that one we're not gonna try that 
Yeah, because he was like, yeah, I want it to light up and I want it to spin. And they're like, uh, no. And it needs to be like clouded inside, right. but the light needs to be coming from the center and it needs to spin on its little pedestal. And the guys are just like, no. <laughs> it is like, Peter, here's the thing. Magic doesn't really exist. So right. exactly. the only way we could do that is if we were elven craftsmen who were actually able to build this. And since we are a special effects workshop, you're going to have to go with CG on this one. Right. Since we are merely men. Right. We are mere mortals. <laughs> we are in the age of men. <laughs> we are nothing compared to the craftsmen of the second age. Right. I hope so. I hope the memo that said we can't do the Palantir said that because I would give that person a raise. <laughs> like, go talk to Arnor, okay? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Have we talked about Alan Lee yet? I don't think so. So Alan Lee is the one that designed this whole set. Yeah. He he sketched it all out. Uh, it was originally a pencil sketch that he showed to Peter, which he did with very little prompting and included this gap in the stairs, which Peter saw in his art and was just like, oh, man, we can do something with that. <laughs> and that's how this Alan whole Lee. sequence was born. Yeah. Because Alan Lee just put a, a gap in these fallen downstairs. I know. I love that this whole, like, big action set piece happened because an artist got bored. Basically. Like, he was just like, I yeah, want to make this picture more interesting. Yeah. This would be kind of cool. Let me put this in here. Next thing you know, you have, like, two weeks worth of action bits and CGI, like, thousands of dollars spent on rendering and all this other stuff. It's like, all from, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I'm going right. to erase this part. Yeah, what if they have to jump over this little gap? But Boromir's afraid of heights. Oh, I got it. <laughs> perfect. Even better. Dramatic Get dramatic irony. tension. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. And like, th this whole sequence, too, does a really good job of trying to convince you that this is kind of bottomless. Mm. Like, you can see all this light from, from down below, but it just seems like it goes on forever. Right. I mean, it's an endless chasm of doom. Yes. An chasm, chasm of doom. A little on the nose chasm there, but doom. okay. Dwarves. <laughs> can we, now we can talk about dwarf tossing. Yes. Dwarf tossing! Right <laughs> Nobody tosses a dwarf. Nobody tosses a goddamn dwarf. Apparently not, but here's the thing is like i remember i i remember when i saw this in the theater um first round i'm in midnight showing i was like oh, i was there i was like oh lord of the rings you got me and i remember being one of the only people that laughed at that line in the theater and i was like what well, you guys don't know what dwarf tossing is it's not like it's something i've ever actually seen but i know about it in context of society yeah. I didn't actually but know it, it was a thing until we were watching the commentaries like a week ago and I was like that's a thing that happens? Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've, watched, I've watched the documentary on dwarf tossing. Oh my god. And it's only specifically illegal in two US states. <laughs> yeah, Florida is one of them. And New York is the other. And New York that's is so the funny. other. And the, one, the reason it's illegal in Florida, apparently Jeb Bush is one of the biggest proponents for keeping dwarf tossing banned. Yes. Oddly enough. They tried yeah, to wish. outlaw it in Ontario, but it didn't pass through. It got kind of like stalled. Yeah. But apparently they were trying to like rush it in there because there was a party going to happen at Leopold's Lounge and mm -hmm. featuring a dwarf called Tripod. 
and they were like we can't have this happen so we need to outlaw dwarf tossing before this happens but they were not oh successful <laughs> i can only i can only imagine a dwarf named tripod you know okay so can you explain what dwarf tossing is <laughs> just in case our listeners don't understand well it you is mean a, they it don't is very, <laughs> it's very very loosely defined as a sport, sport. <laughs> quote unquote in which you toss a dwarf at something, either at a target or to see how far. Oh my god! They're they're usually wearing pads, and sometimes the pads have velcro on them. So if you throw them at a target on a the wall, they'll stick. It's very much against any rational definition of human dignity at all. But it was a thing, and I think it might still be a thing in some places. But it's, it's not. It's more popular overseas than it is here. Still a thing in Britain. That's... Which is why when this line was done in the movie, they didn't get the reaction in the U.S. They thought they would because most people in the U.S. didn't really know what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, except for me and maybe a handful of others for some <laughs> weird reason. I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, I they, guess they I'm well mentioned... read. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for British culture. Well <laughs> That's British it. Culture. I, I'm, I'm an Anglophile. Anglophile. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um... They also listen, mentioned the listen, commentaries. Dwarf tossing was not in Doctor Who, therefore I don't know about oh, that's it. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. There's got to be one world where there's nothing but dwarf tossing. He just hasn't been to it on the show yet. Right. <laughs> Doctor, uh, where are we going? Oh, the dwarf tossing planet. <laughs> oh, man. I know, they, they mentioned in the commentaries that Frodo's uh, double... Kieran has been a part of dwarf tossing. Oh my god! Oh what? Dwarf dwarf tossing culture. <laughs> oh man! He has been tossed. I guess if you want some random people, like drunk people, to throw you for money, I don't know. There are worse things to do for money. <laughs> I suppose. You know, just like show up wearing like safety pads and a helmet and be like, "All right, let's go." Yeah. Well, apparently there was a there was a, a regular featured character um, named Hornswoggle, aka Little Bastard, who was on WWE SmackDown, who had yes. who was who, who lived under the uh, the ring and would get dragged out every now and then, and he, they they would hit people with him. Yeah, uh, that's true. So weird. Wrestling is weird. he was also dressed like a leprechaun. Lovely. Because that's not weird and culturally appropriative i don't know it's right it's um, it's terribly racist against leprechauns <laughs> he also didn't talk hornswoggle didn't speak so he, he just like he got it he got his voice he got his voice given to him later on by a person dressed as santa claus as a christmas wish wrestling is bizarre <laughs> it's so weird okay it is so weird. it has only gotten weirder as the years have gone on uh also, two uh, two wrestlers were dragged to the little people's court by Hornswoggle for abusing him. They did a whole parody segment of the people's <laughs> court the people's with all little people. That's actually really clever. <laughs> so there's two grown men in child-sized chairs surrounded by a bunch of little people in a mock-up courtroom. That's ridiculous. Yep. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. I don't know if I have any other notes for this. I think we're ending on on dwarf, dwarf tossing. tossing. <laughs> well, it is one of the last things. No one tosses a dwarf. Right. <laughs> that's that's pretty much the last a, one. 
was a Peter Jackson inclusion. Of course. Uh, he has such a weird sense of humor. That uh, that John Rhys-Davies thought was very appropriate to add a, a, bit of, a moment of a bit of, like, reality. The way that people react in stressful situations yeah. to that moment. A little bit of realistic humor. That's so funny. I think it's effective. It's it's good for a chuckle if you, mm-hmm. even if you don't understand the context. I still think that that moment is funny. Yeah, because he's just like no. It's, it's just his prideful nature. I'm not a. Hobbit. And then, and then there's a payoff me. later on in the Battle of Helm's Deep where they <laughs> have a callback to, to it. Toss me, right? <laughs> you have to toss me. <laughs> and the arrow just looks at him like, what? Don't I won't tell, tell the elf. <laughs> and he promises him that he won't. It's, it's so good. You know he has his fingers crossed behind his back. Oh yeah, he's like Legolas. <laughs> guess what, dude? Sit down. I got something like to tell you about it. Anyway. Right. I feel like Legolas saw it anyway. He's like fighting Probably. some orcs. But he just like his little ears wiggle, and he's just like dwarvish pride is about to be compromised. <laughs> Starts looking around like a cat that just heard a sudden noise. Oh. After the battle, he meets him in the in the in the dining hall and throws some cookies at him, and he goes like, "What was that for?" And he's like, "Would you rather be tossed a dwarf?" And yeah. He's, yeah, but um, he's like, "Oh, you saw," and they have a they have a laugh. Yeah, I'm here for that. <laughs> any uh, any additional bro moments with like listen, Gimli are well worth it. Oh yeah, absolutely. They do have we'll one of the have... funnest relationships in the movie we'll in the series. Those... Yeah, we have one of those really funny moments coming up. Yes. Tomorrow. Not really a bro moment. It's the beginning. <laughs> it's the beginning. It starts. It's in the beginning. You have to break Gimli before you build him back up. <laughs> you have to break well, he's a dwarf. Too. He's all stone. What do you think? <laughs> he's, just... he's he's like a piece of marble ready to be sculpted. Oh, my God. <laughs> you got to get to the gooey center of him. Oh, my goodness. Dwarf nougat. Oh, God. That sounds unnecessarily <laughs> disgusting. His, his chewy, sugary no, center. No, okay. It's so creamy. <laughs> so, anyway. On that note. We are on Facebook, right? <laughs> we are on Facebook. Um, like our page. Join our listener group, The Fellowship of the Mic. Um, if you have a moment, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. Maybe just skip this episode when you do so. <laughs> <laughs> or like skip. it even harder because of it. Right. <laughs> Thank you so much, George, for joining us. We had a lot Thanks of fun. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Everyone go listen to uh, The Mogwai Minute. Yeah, The Mogwai Minute on the internet, everywhere, Facebook, uh, the website iTunes. We we kind of kept it pretty solid, simple branding on that one. Nice. Um, and yeah. special thanks to our Patreon associate producers, Leaper182 and Ed Foster. I hope everyone has a good Thursday. Bye. 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 Bye.